Good evening and welcome to another edition of 40 Shades of Football, everyone's favourite uh, K-League podcast in English. Uh, I'm joined tonight with, uh, by Jamie to my court. Hi Mark. Fresh from your, your recent exploits. And uh, Paul, uh, who may also be joining us at some point during the podcast, yeah? Hello guys. <laughs> well Paul, you, you're looking very dapper tonight Paul. Thanks mate. <laughs> okay. Two weeks now, I've mimicked presenters or former presenters of this show. Did you mimic me? I mimicked, uh, I don't think I did, no, but I mimicked Stevie. Was, Stevie that, was that last week? Yeah. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Let's not mention last week's podcast, Let's right? Mention last week's podcast. Uh, if anyone did listen to last week's podcast, we apologise. That's what happens when you record at the end of a boring nothing East draw, yeah? Yeah. Okay, so let's get started. I mean, obviously today we're going to talk about World Cup qualification. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, obviously, the games that happened last weekend. Uh, in the classic and in the challenge, uh, but look at some of the K League players who who were playing overseas as well. How did they get on? Uh, and we we'll also look, obviously look ahead to this weekend's games as well. Yeah. yeah. But first of all, Jimmy, um, since you've started being on the podcast, the the intro music has got a little bit diverse. Let's say, yeah. Yes. Um, so can you tell us what was that intro song and what? Why did you choose that one? Yeah, we went for a skin of my teeth. But by Megadeth this week in reference to a kind of lacklustre couple of games from the from the national team, uh, both last Thursday and well, last night slash this morning. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, Korea 100% qualified for the ninth consecutive World Cup. Uh, the uh, I think that's the most consecutive World Cup attendances or performances for any Asian country. So big fan the back for that. Aye. Well done, Shin. But it was most definitely done by. It's kind of the teeth. Yeah, so I mean, as we were obviously at the game last last week, last Thursday. Uh, nothing else with Iran. Uh, then obviously, you know, as you said last night was the was the do or die uh, game against Uzbekistan. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you watch it? Uh, yes, but again, I was suitably refreshed, so I may not be the best person to ask on it. But yes, I did. I, I did at least watch it. Yes. Okay. I started watching it. Yeah, I gave it all of 27 and a half minutes and then proudly uh, or confidently as you say predicted it was going to finish nothing each and so that was it I uh, went to my bed and yeah I was perfectly correct in my prediction yeah Absolutely. it finished at resounding nothing each I think um, the word is snooze fest snooze fest yeah um, I mean we, we talked a, a little bit after the Ryan about some of the like, like some of the players you know like Anyone who's listened to the podcast uh, knows my opinion on, of Son Young Min. Um, having only watched him for 27 minutes of inept attacking last night, did he get any better after I went to bed? Uh, I mean, Not that you were with me, by the way, when I just, just to confirm that there, yeah? Just to expel those rumours. Uh, dispel those rumours. Uh, I mean, t- to be honest, mate, like, you know, it was a bit of a, it was a, bit of a sort of strange one overall. I, I don't think... I don't play him as place as much blame on him um, for last week's performance or even even last night as as you yourself seem to uh, seem to enjoy doing. Um, I I think I don't think he's part of the problem as such. I think the formation. He's not part of the problem. He is the problem. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can understand that. You know, there's a lot of responsibility on the guy's shoulders. Yeah. You know, he's he's obviously carrying the hopes of a nation. But I think last night's game was just was just a case of getting through it. Yeah. And I think you've seen it yourself. You know, certainly. You know, you and I watch Celtic games, and every year your biggest game of the season is that playoff for the Champions League group stage. Yeah. And your season lives and dies on that playoff game. 
and you've seen, I mean, I've seen great teams, not even you know, Celtic, but other sides, uh, you know, collapse um, under pressure, you know, in games everybody <laughs> has, you know. And I think that, they, you know, in the context of, of, of what they've done last night, they, they went there to get yeah. a result, they got it, you know, what more can you, what more can you really say? I mean, I think the one uh, shining light to take from it uh, is Kim Min-jae, um, the the young boy from, from John Book. Uh, was loaned out uh, last year, I think. Um, yep, was loaned out for all the season. Came back in again. He's been, you know, like a regular in the John Book team this year. Uh, only twenty two caps. Um, twenty twenty one. I thought it was good last week. Um, and yeah, I think last week he was the only player that anyone really noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again last night, as I said, I didn't really watch it, but last night he kind of apparently stole through the game last night. So maybe looking at that, you're saying, okay, maybe there is, you know, like something there for the future. Um, as we discussed last week um, on the podcast, you know, Shin did manage the kids, do you know what I mean, got them to do a wheel. I think we did uh, at some point in some podcast. Um, and maybe that's why, you know, that Menji got his break aye. so early, is because he shouldn't have faith in him. Trust him so you, you might just see, you know, like players that he worked with, like Moon Chang Jin coming back into the team. Uh, you might see, you know, like the young boy at Pohan, uh, Yang Dong Jan. I don't know how young he actually is, to be honest. Um, so that you might see those kind of players coming back in or, or getting back into a team. Bringing the youngsters like Lee Dong Gook back into the team as well at the same time, you know? But I think that's the idea of it. He wanted Lee Dong Gook to be yeah. there to kind of... Almost like a coaching role. As a coaching role, yeah, as a mentor. Um, I mean, got there. Yeah. Deserved. I mean, I guess any team that qualifies for a World Cup deserves to be there. But the post-match antics. I mean, I don't know if you saw any of them this morning when you woke up. I didn't see them, but I've read about them all day. There was a banner. There was... Uh, there was a, a male being thrown up in the air um, <laughs> for, for, for leading them to two consecutive uh, nothing draws with less than a handful of shots on target between the yeah. both of them. Um, it was a bit, it was a bit you know I can understand that you know like the relief that there's yeah. just sheer relief you know of of, of accomplishing that. Um, but I think we've already spent too much time talking about the game itself, mate. The, the game was a shocker um, as it was last week. Yeah. Um, but of course the, the result. Getting that World Cup, you know, not having to go through the playoffs, you know, because that's uh, Australia tie in, in the playoffs would have been a hard one for this career team to go Definitely. through. You know? They'd have lost it. They'd have probably lost it, yeah. But if you look at the track record, you know, in the group over the course of it, um, we, uh, you know, what, 13 points, what we were talking about it last week, 13 points at home, two points away from home. Yeah. So that's the second lowest number of points away from home of, of anybody in the group. So, you know, Something's wrong there. Do you know what I mean? There's yeah. obviously something that you know has has been wrong. I don't know if it's something with the mentality or if it's you know maybe changing the coaches uh, is going to is going to help things out a wee bit. But that's that's a piss poor qualifying campaign. That's yeah, that's, that's not hot. It's successful, you know. But in that group, you would really expect to see them see them do better than that. Um, and then you know just while we're touching on on the group itself, I called it last week. Syria, yeah. Two each last minute equaliser away to Iran. Watched a terrific video today on Twitter of uh, the the Syrian commentator weeping with joy after that last minute uh, equaliser um, and a pile up for the ages in the corner next to the corner flag. Yeah, there's um, been some conspiracy theorists out out in action today saying that Iran gave it away to get Syria through. But uh, the only thing I would say, you know, against that is that if you look at the through ball for that, like for that goal, the the through ball, when he, you know, he kind of running this like two on two sort of situation. Mm. The striker pulls it right. The attacking midfielder's busting through the middle, and he plays 
Like this guy could just have kept running, and he would, it would have hit Shinnaman in. It was sensational, perfectly weighted pass, yeah, yeah. weighted for the centre half to come at him. You know, absolutely, I can understand that. You know that theory, and I, I thought it last week. You know, I thought Iran would maybe do the. Uh, did the brothers a wee, a wee favour, um, but I don't begrudge him. Um, nope. You know, you can given what the people of Syria have gone through for the yeah. past couple of years. It's not exactly been a quiet one. Yeah, so you know, you've got to say like it's a playoff against Australia and October. Yeah, yeah, it's not a bad result at all. You know, that's the thing. And I mean, I, I think hopefully I would see. I, I want to see them. I would like to see them there. Um, I think it'd be great. Um, and I think yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things that. You know, as one of those kicking a good luck, maybe maybe good luck stories if they get there. You know, they can and, and kind of get to the World Cup. Yeah. Yeah. As you mentioned, though, Korea did make it nine in a row. Uh, good number that. Um, can they make it ten like somebody else famous? Uh, we'll see. Roughly at the same time as well. Um, so so we'll see what happens there. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of the, the one last thing you touched on there, like, I mean, I guess you know, if anything happens, we'll kind of do a podcast on it at a later date, maybe even a full one on it, whatever. But, Shin, for you, should we give him the position or should we go for somebody else? Absolutely go for somebody else. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think... Paul? Yeah, Paul agrees, nodding, yeah, nodding in agreement. Yeah, we're going to go for someone else. <laughs> I mean, there's going to be a lot of things said, you know, it's going to be bringing a foreign coach, whatever. Uh, but I think, for me, uh, Korea need to go back to Gus... Because someone who comes in, yeah. completely reshapes everything, reshapes training, reshapes selection, by that sort of bias. Like I, I think Korea under Hiddink, everything was changed. That everything was like reshuffled and changed. It didn't matter which university team that you'd play for, blah blah blah. And I think the next person that comes in needs to come in, stay in the country, not like Uli. Yeah. Like he needs to come in, stay here, get all the culture, shake things up, put a rocket up the KFA. Otherwise, you're looking at a Korean team, zero points, any group stages, Scotland beating them, beating them to get through their first ever knockout round. Hiddink's still active here. Uh, is going through this process of building those uh, those uh, football pitches. He's, yeah. he's, you know, the, and he's trying to build them in, in North Korea now as well. He's a hero here. Um, he's a I'm just imagining that Thunderbirds opening sequence where the, the volcano <laughs> opens up and a rocket comes out of it. I'm thinking about one of those for a, one of those Goose Links football pitches. Um, but anyway, I, you know, he's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a hero. You know, he's, he's held in such uh, such high high regard. He's recently oh, said. Dodgers are heroes in Korea. <laughs> he's recently said. Seems to be the case in these places. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Gus I think was in the Panama Papers. Um, but it seems to be that you know he's obviously busy doing his Russian TV work. I think he's doing. Oh, he's, I'm sure he's so. been he's been compensated handsomely for it. But give the guy a phone, you know what I mean? Give him a shout, see what he's up to, see if he's busy on Saturday, uh, see what he's doing I mean, Saturday night, <laughs> and then we can, uh, you know, but you know, certainly no. But if we're in the mould like for the, for that sort of thing, then we could, uh, you know, we could definitely, you know, definitely be doing with somebody like that, you know, hundred percent. Like an old head, you know, really was a mental appointment. That was crazy. crazy. And I remember thinking at the time that like, you cannot hire somebody who's got a track record like that guy in Europe. Players will want, you know. The players just won't respect that. The players won't look at his record and think, this is a real deal, we better perform. But what was really strange about that appointment was the criteria that they put in place for the selection. You know, must have won a European Cup, must have taken a team to a final, must have like, got into the, the last 16, blah, blah. Like, all, these, all this stuff that, like, really, this guy did that? Because at the time, Neil, Neil Lennon went for it, and it was like he failed because he'd never had an international team or something. Mm-hmm. And you're like... 
and then they pluck this name from them that no one has ever heard of. They pluck this name. Heard of the guy. A guy who comes here doesn't learn the language, can't speak English either, does everything through a translator, yep. uh, speaks in Spanish, and as a translator, translates the Spanish into Korean. Yeah. Um, how did he communicate with the players? Like, crazy. Yeah. You know what's funny? Because I was watching the other day on, on the training field, um, and he was talking to the players, and I was just thinking that actually, like, I wonder what that would have looked like under Uli. But you know, by comparison, if you look at the GFA, you know, what they've done in the past four or five yeah. years, I don't worry, it didn't work out, but having Aguirre, for example, you know, a World Cup coach from Mexico, all right, he doesn't, doesn't have the pedigree of, a, of, a, of Uli, but, you know, a guy there, you know, showing a bit of ambition, you know, I think he went down for a, you know, for a betting scandal or something like that, but, yeah, was, you know, yeah. you, you, you can see what they're doing there, you can see what they're trying to go for, um, the appointment was mental, and I just hope they don't, they don't repeat the, the mistake yeah. again this time. Okay. Okay, what's next on the agenda? Yeah, well, I was thinking whilst we were talking about international football, we could maybe take a moment to, to talk about Niall McGinn. Uh, okay. Again, just a weekly McGinn update. McGinnstagram. Um, McGinnstagram. Um, we, uh, this is just our way again and wanting to have an interview, right? Absolutely. Listen, Niall, you've got a bit of spare time in your hands. If we could just dreep a wee mic down at the bench, yeah. you know, have looking, a chat with us. Really looking forward to that, that podcast episode with two Scotsmen interviewing a Northern Irishman. Aye. Yeah, that's going to get a lot of lessons. <laughs> uh, so, so McGinn went over, of course, as we mentioned last week, yep. to, to the Northern Ireland squad for the games against San Marino and Czech Republic, respectively. Um, he uh, he, he kind of carried his form from, uh, from Guangzhou over there, I'm afraid, because he, he made a, an appearance in the second half of the San Marino game for 20 25 minutes. Yeah. Nowhere to be found for the Czech Republic game. Um, he was replaced in the wing by Josh McGuinness. You remember Josh McGuinness who played for Aberdeen? Yeah, I do, yeah. A lump of wood. An absolute lump of wood. He scored a heartload of goals. Six foot six used to be a goalkeeper. Fancied his chances up front and then all of a sudden has moved to left wing. Um, funnily enough, McGinn, you know, usually playing left or right for, uh, for Northern Ireland, lost, lost his spot. McGinn has scored two against San Marino, so he was out for the Czech Republic game completely. Um, but... I did an interview with him tonight on Sky Sports News back home. Of course, the, the Sky Sports News presenter opening gambit. Absolutely. I, how, how did you say the opening gambit? Um, of course, was are you safe? Do you have a helmet? You know, where will you <laughs> where will you hide? Um, again, kind of shrugged it off quite diplomatically. Um, but you know, he was talking about his experience over here, talking about you know fans in Korea. And he seems quite settled. He seems yeah. he seems quite sort of. You know, happy with his decision so far, and, and good luck to him. I, I would expect to see him. I would expect to see him kick on after this international break. Uh, I would expect to see him have a good finish to the season yeah, because yeah. he played a full season with Aberdeen. He's not really had a pre-season. Um, if I'm correct, he waited a wee month as well before he actually signed for Guangzhou. So he didn't come straight from the season right into the, the yeah. season here. Um, he, uh, I think he signed in July. So you know, he's, he's had a month off and made his decision. Came over here. I would expect to see him now. Having had a break, got up to scratch with his fitness. I would expect to see him press on and have a good, uh, yeah. good finish to the season. I would agree as well. We'll Terrific player, that. just need to get get that out of him, you know. Okay. But what about your man? And uh so yes, so what we're talking about, uh, I think we discussed a couple of weeks ago. Someone asked me, like, what did I know about how how Wangi Joe had been doing? Uh, and I said, not interested, don't know. So I decided to do a bit of digging, uh, or as I call it, I just texted J Soccer Magazine and asked him. He's a big, massive, he's a massive Gamba fan. Uh, he's probably a massive few other things as well, but anyway. Um, and, uh, I hear nothing about that one. <laughs> so I hear nothing them. about him. <laughs> Defend his honour. Uh, and um, yeah, turned out that Rijo came on, scored his debut. Uh, hasn't done a whole lot since. Uh, Alan Sedgner hasn't really shown that much form, but 
you know, it's always up for the ball. We know it makes a lot of good runs. Uh, draws players at a position. He's kind of fighting for, for his teammates. Mm-hmm. Seems like a completely different guy, but anyway. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, Alan seems to reckon that... Doesn't he hear birds? Doesn't he hear birds, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he seems to reckon that he'll be first choice. Okay. If not first choice, definitely, like, you know, one of the first names on the team sheet uh, by the end of the season. So, hopefully it all works out for him. Uh, I mean, for Perot, I criticise him. He still provided us with a lot of Absolutely. great special happy aye. moments. And, uh, yeah, I wish him all the best. Absolutely. Aye. Uh, aye, you always kind of want to see people, especially it's becoming more common, but when, when these guys take a chance to you know to go abroad like that and, and, and play, you always want to see them see yeah. them do well, you know. Um, but I we're talking about McGinn there. Um, we had one classic fixture this weekend to, to talk about. Um, again, of course, being uh, in uh, you know in, in the Northern Ireland squad missed the game, but it was uh, Guangzhou at home to Jeju, yeah. Uh, I believe that's right, yeah. A rampant Jeju, yeah. So um, they've made it pretty much. Was it five wins for the last six games? Um, four points off top now. Yep. Uh, they won one 0 um, away to away to Guangzhou. Um, kind of see I'm really surprised by this one of you. Uh, I'm surprised it was only one to be honest. Um, like uh, they're a they're a good team. Uh, I mean, if they could just okay, as you said, five wins out of six. So it looks like they're getting that level of consistency that they kind of didn't have in the middle of the season. Uh, you've got to imagine they're probably I'm going to say they're probably John Book's only only title challengers. I don't see the Blue Wings doing anything. I don't see Osan keeping it up to be perfectly honest. So if Jeju, yeah, if Jeju can uh, keep it going, then they are. They, they, they're the team that's going to push them and the team that's going to potentially, you know, break, slam, stop the John Book juggernaut because, as we all know, last year whatever happened, happened. But John Book had been the best team in Korea for going on maybe five years now. Um, and it would be... Good to see someone stop them. And for me, Jeju could be the only team that made it. Yeah, when you say that consistency there, and, and even and even the game at the weekend there, it was Oban Suk, the big uh, big centre half, I think he is, um, uh, scoring yeah. in the twenty third minute. Um, so you know, the goals coming from all over the place. They're the form form team, and as we come to the the previews for this weekend later on, uh, we'll talk about their game uh, this week because that has you know potentially massive ramifications yeah, yeah. For, for the remainder of the season um, for for a few sides in the top six. Um, but yeah, that was the only classic fixture f- from this weekend. Um, the challenge, of course. Uh, set of fixtures on Saturday, Sunday. Set of fixtures. We were both at a yeah, we were both at a work. A work yeah, uh, so we missed the Eland and Songnam games, unfortunately, on, on Saturday night. And also the whole country missed the Buchon game on the Sunday due to the ban on the fans, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I did watch that once, so we can kind of talk about that in a minute. But yeah. If you do the start of the games first, um, I'm assuming you don't want to start with the Elan game. I'd rather just get it over with. It's okay, like go a, for it's it. like a plaster. Um, yeah, so I tried my best to watch this when we were at the the, the Hoysheik, but uh, of course, you know, with managers looking around and, and, and other you know assorted <laughs> colleagues, that you know you don't want to be bidding your head. You don't want to be caught watching an Elan game, you know. Well, what was really bad was that it wasn't on any of the main TV stations. That it was yeah. only on Sport TV. Yeah. We did ask one neighbor, of the waitresses. It was, yeah. it was on neighbor, yeah. So we did ask one of the waitresses if, if she could find it. When she couldn't find it, she got really upset and then stood for 10 more minutes going through every single channel hoping to find something that resembled football yeah. and ended up leaving the baseball on. Yeah. Which was kind of not quite what we asked for. Yeah. Listen, it's close enough. It may as well have been. Um, but this well, one yeah, finished, yeah, yeah. Uh, this one finished 3 1 uh, to, to 2 1. Um, 
I was watching this pretty much through score updates on my phone. I was happy to see Alex back in the side. He'd been out the, 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 you know, the, for the past two weeks, I think, since Dejan away. Mm-hmm. Um, he made it five goals in five games uh, to, to equalise in the 37th minute after Moji Hyun gave, uh, gave um, Suwon the lead. Um, he gave him the lead again in the 63rd minute. And... Uh, Big song, uh, excuse me, Park Sung Dong made it, um, made it 3-1 uh, with the last kick of the ball pretty yeah. much. Snaps a four-match winning streak for Eland. Um It does, and it gives Suwon some must-need points as well because they were, they've been hemorrhaging yeah. points left, right and centre, right? Um, I think that's the playoff chase over. I would say so, yeah. I mean, I you know, if you're looking at Suwon, then if they would, if they would have beat Suwon at the weekend, yeah. they would have jumped up to sixth. And would have uh, would have still been nine points, uh, sorry, ten points behind Songnam, um, but you know you would you would at least have given them you know it been, you know the status quo. But you know I think now you know in thirty points they're, they're definitely not going to finish bottom. Um, you know the the eleven points clear the Dejons. It's just uh, so unless Dejon at a point you know Jose Mourinho or you know somebody like yeah. that, then they're not going to be. Including 15, yeah. 20 points for the remaining games of the season. I mean, I think if they can get back and get that consistency back again of of the last four games, you know, I do think they could end up, you know, like maybe six or something like that mm-hmm. in the, like the kind of league. Not great, but considering their start of the season, uh, you've got to say it does show a little bit of like maybe maybe something there like, for next season if they can build on it, right? Well, there's two points to be made here. Like first and foremost, will there be a next season? And second of all, yeah. um, this has been consistent for the past couple of years. If you look at it, 2015, if you recall, got to the playoffs uh, against 2-1. I think the record is seven wins consecutively, six wins consecutively. Um, last year, the same thing. They made it to within two or three points of the yep. playoff. Yeah. Um, you know, towards the end of the season, after having a terrible start to the season, uh, and Martin Rennie going obviously as well. Um, so you know, this is consistent. That these rallies towards the end of the season every year, or certainly when I say towards the end of the season. Right about this time of year, yeah, we see these sort that. of rallies to the side. And again, I don't know. I can't. I can't possibly speculate in the internals of what's happening at Soliland. But I wonder, you know, if the case to a certain point where these guys are playing for a, you know, for a for a contract for next year. Yeah. Because you know, I know that Kim Kim Young Kwan, the goalkeeper, he signed a four-year deal uh, last year. So that to me marked some sort of you know suggestion that Eland were there for the future, and I really hope they are. But you know, I just worry that if it's another serious season of mediocrity, uh, you know, next year, then you know, will they have an appetite to go back to this? You know, will they have an appetite to attach their brand to? A, well, that's you know, that's the thing. I mean, with all these things, unfortunately, when you're when you're owned by an, when you're owned by a company, as <coughs> you know, as like a lot of the teams and as, as we know, like you know, as the teams in, in, in Korea are, you run that risk that, that it's not about. You know, it's not about the the football, but it's about the promotion of your brand. And if Eland, if Eland brand's not getting promoted in the ACL, it's not getting promoted on TV, it's not getting promoted in front of you know like the big John Book crowds. Mm-hmm. What's the point? Like, will they just pull the plug on it? Uh, and will they? I mean, the football team would still be there. Yeah. But would Eland withdraw their 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 support, their branding, their name? Um, then you get a situation where did they, come, did they become Seoul FC or so what? Um, yeah, I mean, ho- we hope it doesn't come to that. Right? The ferrets. Is it the ferrets? The ferrets, yeah. <laughs> but looking so at ferrets. it, I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if at some point, if this kind of form continued, maybe not next season, but maybe the, the season after, it wouldn't surprise me if Elan pulled out and they then changed the name to Jamshow FC. Uh, to get that Jamshow Bundang 
rich crowd coming in because that's that's what they, they they were so we land because they were the boutique club yeah uh, and they're going to want to keep keep that idea I think yeah GFFC GFFC Chamsel Ferris Football Club Chamsel Ferris Football Club that sounds I can good get behind that that sounds I mean, good I to get me get behind the ferret I don't mean that but I mean I could get behind the ferret no comment anyway another side um, on good form um, we were talking about a moment ago song there yep so obviously as, as we both sides couldn't make the game um, although it seems like the, that looking at the attendance I think there was a lot of people who couldn't make the game a lot of the weekend <laughs> yeah. uh, only 1800 it was just surprising because the crowds were bigger when we were poor at the beginning of the season. Yeah. And since we've actually got into the playoffs, the, the crowds have just disappeared completely. It's a strange one because we were at the midweek fixture, you know, a couple of weeks ago against Gyeongnam and there was a, a roughly the same crowd. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe just a wee bit less. And you would think for a for a weekend game, you know, you'd, yeah. you'd see a few more. I, 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 I don't know what's happening, to be perfectly honest. Like, I mean, they've been playing good, the, the, the football has not been too bad. They came out in the back of what was it, the one you know, like 4-1 against Dejan, you know, you, you could imagine that fans would turn up to see that, but yeah, I guess not, uh, 1,800 there, um, I mean, the, the scheme is always going to be, I can take tight ones, I mean, like Songnam have been poor at Tanjan, uh, we've only scored more than one goal once, I think, all season, right? I could be wrong there, but it's definitely not uh, a lot anyway, yeah? Um, I mean, we've been poor at home. Um, so, I was not surprised that we won the game 1-0. Uh, Park, Park Sung-ho, the man uh, with the goal. Um, a decent enough big player. Um, I mean, not not great, but does, you know, like, leads the line well, does a job. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, as I said, he's, like, he's, he's a big lad, so there's a lot of long balls up to him. Um, but I think he, he does bring something different to the team than what Wangy Joe brought. Uh, and yeah, he's, he's scored a couple of important goals. He scored the goal down at Suwon that, that got us our first victory in 17 games or something. Um, and yeah, he's, he's been there. He's, he's been a bit of a handful of times for other teams. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of happy to see him score again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kim Dong Chan's been doing a lot of the, the kind of scoring for us recently. So it's good to know that we can rely on someone else. I mean, uh, we, we don't create a lot of chances, so we need to take everyone that we do create. Um, but yeah, great result for us. Um, keeps us, I think, currently sitting in fourth, right? Yeah. Uh, joint points with Puchon, but behind on goal difference. Er, behind on goals for. Yeah, be- ahead on goal difference, but, but behind on uh, goals, goals for. Goal scored. Goal, yeah. goal scored, yeah. Which is of no surprise, but as I just said, when we've only scored more than two goals at home once, right? Would you be surprised if I told you that Songnam have not lost away from home since the 25th of March? Um, no, I wouldn't be surprised at that. Their away form is terrific. pretty terrific. Includes a five-match win streak. Yeah. Um, in about May and June time. So, yeah. 13 games in total away yeah, from home. That, but that doesn't surprise me. Like, we are not good at Hanchon. And I think I said this a few weeks ago. I'm sure I did on, on the podcast when I said for Songnam to get out of the playoffs... I really want us to finish in, in fourth. I don't want us to be above Butchon. No. I don't want Butchon coming to Tanchon. I want to go to Butchon, then go to Busan, and then play the uh, the cla- the classic side twice. Right? So so that's uh, Butchon you mentioned there. Um, yep. Butchon, of course, in action at the weekend as well. I think you caught some of this game, yeah? I did, yeah. It was... Uh, Quiet. 
The idea of well, the original idea was to go because I couldn't go any games. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah, I wonder if the, you could get into the uh, um, the Assan section, will we? But it, it turns out it was literally the whole stadium was a, was on lockdown. That's a shame. A lot of Assan fans um, would like to have gone to that. If you actually have a look at the um, <laughs> at the attendance, it wasn't empty. Uh, I think the attendance is something like 28 or something. I can't actually remember. Was I, I read this somewhere on on Twitter on the Monday? Uh, yeah, 26. I think the attendance is. That was 26 kids crammed into the in the corners of the the, the gate. The, the, I don't think you've been to on, but yeah, yeah. you can see through the corners, the, the bottom tier of the stand, where yeah, the yeah. ambulances come and go. Yeah, of course. And uh, having been to Butchon when an ambulance came and went, uh-huh. um, I can tell you that it's pretty effective. Was the ambulance allowed to leave? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was a on fan who was in it, so yeah. Um, but um, so yeah, so there was like 26 kids crammed in there singing and dancing. Um, she said, and uh, yeah, um, Butchon. Going forward, Butchon are one of the best teams I've actually seen. Brilliant, including classic teams. Absolutely, they're, they're terrific. Yeah, they're, they're, they're just brilliant going forward. They're they're everywhere. And, yeah. and they, they play that front three as well, you know. And as I've spoken about him before, but with Wagonino on the right, yep. you know, he, he he's a, he's a rare like I say rare. I don't mean to generalise, but he's a sort of rare example of how you can do it if you have the, the sort of intelligence and physical attributes to to play that position because he is not just running in there, you know, all guns blazing directly towards goal, trying to sort of very kind of selfless. You know, mm-hmm. he, he he's not scared to take the take the left back for a jog across the front of the back four. He's not scared to, to stretch the back line. He's not scared to sort of sit deep and collect the ball. Yeah. You know, he, he's not just constantly and he scored a, a barrel of this season, he's thirteen or fourteen yeah. goals. Didn't score this week, but I was surprised to see that when I seen him they had, they had won three 0 um, yeah, but they they, they won three 0 Scores, uh, so the goal scored by Jong uh, Sung Hun in the 19th minute. Uh, Jin Chang Su in the 47th, and Kim Han Bin in the 52nd, wrapping up yeah. three points yeah. for uh, for Butchon. And in the end, a really easy three points against the police. Like really easy three points. The police were never really in it, to be honest. Easy three points off the police, sir. Eh? Even a few of them yesterday. Uh, several, but none that's on my criminal record check, surprisingly enough. No in Korea anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right, that leaves Butchon in third place on 43 points. Um, 20 points behind Gyeongnam, who are at the top of the table. Uh, Gyeongnam is 63 points at the minute, we have a goal difference of plus 29. Uh, they added to it a few times uh, this weekend, yeah. they were playing Anyang, uh, away from home on, uh, on Saturday night. I-, I guess you could say that Gyeongnam, you know, by their standards, have had a bit of a, a rough patch of form when they lost it to, to Elan yeah, yeah. last week um, but they came back and, uh, and, and, and scurried Danyang I think it's fair to say yeah. the, what was quite interesting is that I've actually been disappointed in the last couple of games I've watched Marcao I thought he was pretty poor again not poor against Songnam but he didn't look the the deadly finisher that I've seen he just looked more like he was actually pissed off in the rain yeah. and was like you know pushing people about, about a bit seemed to be out of sorts against Elan uh, and 100% sorry, I, I thought so too. I thought and that the big John McGuire handled him well, yeah. but uh, you know, he didn't look very engaged, you know, he yeah. looked a wee bit. And then comes out against Anyang, two goals first half. Two goals in two minutes. Two goals in two minutes. Uh, yeah, I mean, Gyeongnam were never going to lose it, to be perfectly honest. No. But um, I think a 4-1 victory just really does, for me, confirm the, the gulf between Gyeongnam and everyone else in that league. Yeah. Pusan can pretend that they're on the same... Uh, playing food as them, but they're not. No. They're far from it. Gyeongnam, on their day, uh, could be challenged teams easily. Do you think, uh, do you think uh, they'll hang on to Marcao next season? 
So this interesting thing, he was t- he was actually tapped for a move to uh, China, okay. uh, and he refused to go, saying, "I've got a job to do at Gyeongnam. I'm going to get them promoted." Um, yeah. Whether that means he's going to stay uh, with them next season, I don't know, but he definitely showed a, a bit of loyalty, unlike some other players that he, he kind of stayed and didn't leave. And uh, yeah, for me, if they do, he could be the difference between them bouncing straight back down and them staying up. I, I agree with you. When, when the big man's on form, he's, he's he's terrific at this level. I guess it's clever of him in some respects if he has decided to wait for for the remainder of the season because you know if he hangs on for for two or three more months in Korea, I'm guessing he's got a relatively good standard of living here. Scores another 25 goals, you know, 15 goals. You know, his salary is going to is going to go up. Yeah. You know, and and I think you're right. I think if he's going to go anywhere, the likelihood is he'll, he'll, he'll go to China. Uh, fair play to it, you know, fair play to him if he does. But I agree with you, Gyeongnam are head and shoulders above MD else in the league, um, including Busan, who are ten points behind them. Um, and that's a final K League challenge fixture of the weekend. Um, Busan defeating Dejon four two. Um can I feel for Dejon a wee bit with this one. Um Dejon have had a few poor results this, uh, recently. Of course they they lost one 0 to to Eland and then um you know the, since then pretty much they've they lost to Gyeongnam, Songnam beat them kind of convincingly. Cumulatively conceded 12 goals in the last three games. Yeah. Um, you know, since since the gaffa was was sacked. Um, so I'm not entirely I'm not entirely sure where it goes for for Deja when it looks like uh, the goals have dried up for Christian as well. Um, yeah, it's, up too much. It's been a strange one this season, to be honest. I mean, like, like um, I mean. A lot of people thought that Dejan would. I mean, quite rightly, a lot of people thought that Dejan would be there or thereabouts. Um, you know, like at the beginning of the season, you know, Daniel Ash, good player. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? They had a few other good players as well. Um, and it was like, yeah, I mean, they were the team that people thought, you know, could get shit back up or, or could get back up again. Um, I mean, at the beginning, it's quite funny because at the beginning of the season, everyone was talking about how close the you know the the challenge is. Or was sorry going to be? Uh, when you actually look at it, yeah, Gyeongnam have run away with it, and, Bus- and Busan have run away with second place. Yeah. So it's not really been that as close as everyone thought. Dejan and the Lord have just been utterly, utterly like, disappointing. Well, this, I agree. Yeah, that being said, like this weekend actually, they they were three 0 down a Ko Kyung Min hat trick with within seventy six minutes. Three 0 down with ten minutes to go. Bruno scores in the eighty first minute. Um, I think it was a penalty he scored with, and then he scores again in the eighty seventh minute. And for the last five minutes, they're chasing. Yeah. You know, a game that ten minutes ago they were losing three 0 with yeah. the chance of getting a point. Now, of course, Lim Sang Hyub scored ninety second minute um, to secure the points for Dejon, but. I kind of feel like, yeah, to, excuse me, to, to secure the points for Busan, but I feel like Dijon are, you know, they're, they're, they're seriously out of luck this season, eh? Yeah, I mean, I think if you had to look at all their games, like, you know, I don't think they've actually been, they've been getting beat left, right and centre, they're, they're obviously rightly, you know, sitting at the bottom of the table, but, yeah, you, you do feel that they've just, that they're, that they're lack of luck, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things, I mean, football is, you know, as we often say, I mean, football is a cruel, a cruel game at times, it's not, you know, it, it, it may be a, the world's favourite sport, but it's, it's definitely a cruel one, uh, and yeah, I mean, they're lucky there's no relegation this year, uh-huh. obviously, uh, but where does it go from here, they, I mean, what do they do, like, how, do they, how do they bounce back from this, because it's like, it, this is a demoralising season, um, it's a season that, 
yeah, that must literally like destroy anything. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, if this was, for example, if this was Ansan Gunnar sitting at the bottom of the table, no one would care. Um, but the fact of the matter is, yeah, but it, they don't have a club in the context um, of the league, you know, and they should not be sitting well clear at the bottom of the table. Should we have a look at? The fixtures from this weekend. Yeah. Should be coming up this this weekend. Yeah. Why don't we start with the classic then? We can. Uh, it's gonna be the challenge, and we can start with Dijon. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Um, they, they obviously. Who are they gonna beat off for this week? Uh, <laughs> Where are they losing? Currently scheduled to be defeated by uh, <laughs> Asan. They are going to win this. You know, we've said that. Uh, they, they're currently scheduled to play Asan on Sunday night fixture. Um, so Asan uh, face off against Dijon. I need to ask, who do you fancy for this? Uh, well, I mean, Asan just got roundly smashed by Bouton, I guess. Um, this is going to be Asan. You think so? You I, I, I just, I just don't. I mean, I think Dejan are just down on their luck. I just don't think they have. I, I don't think they're necessarily a terribly awful crap shit team. I just think they're completely. They're they're in a spot where they just can't can't get a win. Yeah. Uh, and when you're in that spot, football just pills it on you. We all know that. Do you know what I mean? And it's like they couldn't buy a win if they tried. And I think they've made those again. I don't know. They may sneak a point at most, but I think you're right. I think Hassan, you know, if, if if they come out and play like anything, you know, half decent, that they should they should beat Dejon. Big game as well on Sunday night uh, is the Songnam. Well, sorry, I should say Butchon at home to Songnam. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go along. I'm going to go along. I'm going to bring my helmet. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to bring uh, Mark as well. So that's Alistair and Mark. Um, I'm going to. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know. I'm, I'm, Looking forward to things getting a bit tasty. The bit Sean away. Oh, you're right, Paul. Uh, the thing <laughs> is, like, um, the only problem is that, you know, usually, or sometimes, you know, if you go to a game, right, and it's got a running track, and you don't want to watch the game, you know, like, in the away end, because you can't see for shit, right? So you want to set the halfway line or somewhere so you get a view. You can't do that at Butchon. Can't do it at either. But, yeah, but, but you can sit there, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. right? But my point is, like, if you even jump up and cheer at Butchon, like, you're getting taken out by like 14, yeah. 14 Aggies, like, with, yeah. like, you know, like, with tattoos on their forehead. Okay, so um, 14's the target for this weekend. 14's the target for this weekend, yeah. Well, I've done trouble already. Um, so, yeah, so the problem with that is we're going to have to go in the way in. Yeah. Um, but you may as just watch the game for the house, you know. Just, you may as well go just watch out the window, aye. Yeah, we'll, we'll just go to a half and sit there. Uh-huh. Um, but, I mean, the, the thing about Butchon is watching the game. And the way in is going to be terrible. But Butchon is not about just. It's not just about the, the football. You know, it's about the run. You know, it's about the little park outside. It's about the really adorable Ajima who like, sells the beers. Uh, it's about being there and actually literally hearing ninety minutes of profanity mm-hmm. uh, as the as the kickoff goes off. They literally start like. Kaseki and Shebalan from kickoff. It's it's just insane. Would you describe them as the grumpiest club in Korea? Uh, I would describe them without shadow of a doubt the grumpiest, most frustrated, most upset shower of fans in Korea. But in fairness, they didn't mump their gums and moan like their big rivals down in Anyang. Mm-hmm. They got the club, they got it back, yep. and they've turned out in, in reasonably good numbers for a club that was yeah. gone for years. I mean, twenty six at the weekend, you know. You can't, <laughs> well, yeah, that's the stadium's close, right? Yeah. So I mean, so so, so let's look at Saturday's fixtures then. Um, talking about uh, Ansan playing at home to to, to Busan. Uh, how do you feel about this one? Uh, I mean, Busan, they've won three in the last five. They drew two of them. Uh, as I keep saying, I don't particularly think that they're a good team. Like one of those draws was against Songnam, mm-hmm. where if, if Songnam had turned up that night, we'd have beaten them two or three you know? yeah. 
Um, I don't I don't really think Busan are particularly that good. I think they're falsely the second best team in the league, if you know what I mean. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I think that they started really well, um, and that's why they're still there, they're like second second top. Um, Ansan, new club, don't really know, I still really don't know what, what he make of them, to be perfectly honest. No. Lost three, their last four. Um, that one could find, I'm going to say it'll probably be a Busan win. Yeah. But I'm going to say it could equally, equally as easily be a draw. I think Busan will, will, will come out and score two or three here. I think this will be a quite, quite a heavy defeat. Um, I just think at this point of the season, Ansan are looking above them. They're seeing Solihull six points away. I think they're looking below them. They're seeing Dejon five points away, and I think they're just they're coasting. Yeah, they're yeah. probably just just first to season. What would what, what, yeah. what would you expect to place them anyway? Big mean? chills, big chills, big Ansan. Chills. Uh, then we've got the, the, the big one at Jamsil, um, the Ferrets at home to Anyang on Saturday yep. night. Eland take Ferrets on against Anyang. Against the Ferrets against the Cheetahs. Ferrets against the Leopards against the Cheetahs. Yeah. Uh, I'll take that one. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. I'm going to head down. Yep. Uh, looking to see Eland bounce back. And, and to be honest with you, looking at who's up front this, you know, this weekend, we'll have Choi Beck, who's who I think is four in his last five games. We'll have Alex, who's five in his last five games. I fancy Eland to score. Yeah. Uh, and truth be told, I don't really know whether or not Anyang are going to be able to, to respond. Uh, Take a doing off Gyeongnam this weekend, of Gyeongnam course. So, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, so maybe expecting Eland to, to, to win this one. Yeah. Hopefully, it can bounce back. But again, with Eland, you don't know. That may be it. The tools may be down for a couple of months, you know. Yeah, I'm going to go with a 2 1 victory. Eland? Yeah, Eland 2 1 victory. I think, I think Eland will win it. Uh, Bruce. Yeah, I mean, Anyang are all over the place. They've been all over the place since they formed. They haven't won in the last five games. Um, I, I think it must have been more than five. Um, yeah, don't rate them particularly much as a, as a, as a force mm-hmm. at all. You learn to win. The last fixture of the weekend on Saturday night, uh, I guess the real question is, um, Gyeongnam minus two, um, will, they, will they beat Su one? Jogginam could be minus five and still be so one. You think so? Yeah. I agree with you. I think Jogginam will win that one with two or three now. Yeah, I think, I think so the Suwon result against Elan was a fluke. Okay. I've been disappointed with Suwon. Yeah, I do know that they, 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 they had the, quite a, the, the complement of strong foreign defenders. They mm-hmm. Adrian Lair and a guy, I was going to call him Vladan, but I can't really remember how you pronounce it. They, they, they were both there against Elan, which probably is the reason why Alex was kept so quiet. Um, but I mean, a lot of Suwon is about you know like it depends on like, the end of the back. I mean, like Adrian Lair, yeah, good friend of mine. Um, we've sent a couple of tweets to each other. Really, really, really like the guy. Have him back in bed early, yeah. Brady, was you? Yeah. He's got a game on Saturday. Like, I really like the guy. Um, like he strolls through games against us. Like, he, yeah. was, he was he was a thorn in our side last year. Uh, Bruce, if he if he's on form, the dangerous can score goals. Um, yeah, I mean. Suwon have the potential to play well, but I think the line game was a fluke. And if I could remember who they were playing, you would have just told me two things ago. Uh, I think Gyeongnam will be too strong for them. Yeah, I think anything, to be honest, mate, I think anything other than a, than a, than a Gyeongnam victory would be a surprise here. Yeah. But, you know, for Suwon, it would be a Brucey bonus. It would indeed be a Brucey bonus. And I'm suddenly thinking there's an outro music in here as well, right? <laughs> so, um, Saturday night we go to the Classic. We've got Ilsan hosting Sangju at home. Um, Ilsan for that one? Yeah, Sangju are poor. Sangju get relegated. Sangju going down. I'll be Sangju song now in the playoffs. How many times can I say it? Um, Ilsan coast 
coasting victory. Okay, uh, we'll leave the Saturday night's other fixture for uh, f- for last. Um, Sunday we skip to three o'clock, the first of the afternoon kickoffs return, a yep. nightmare for teachers up and down the country. Um, yes. one. Uh, kick off against John Nam at home. Uh, Three pm kick off for that one. So set your alarms nice and early. Go to Which bed nice and nice and sharp and Friday night. Thing is, I would be there. I would have one hundred percent been there if it wasn't for the fact that uh, obviously um, I can't get from from Suwon to Butchon in time for the Butchon mm-hmm. game. If the Suwon game finishes at five and the Butchon game starts at seven, not sober enough. No. Uh, I would. Uh, I'd be a hard push one. I think. I'm up for it if you're up for it. But you fancy Suwon or John Nam for that one? Do you know what they, they uh, Suwon without Jonathan are literally anyone's anyone's guess. He posted on his Instagram this week that he expects to return relatively soon. Uh, Wells wearing a massive cast on his on his foot. I agree, he won't return for that. But you know, like you sure that was on his foot. Uh, well, it was on his Instagram. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm expecting to see him back. Hopefully, in the next few weeks, because of course, as you say. He's absolutely essential to yep. their hopes for the remainder of the season. So I'm going to say a draw for this one. Yeah, okay. Uh, John Book against Gang One. <sighs> I mean, what Gang One's going to turn up? Uh, Egan Hall back from international duty after not performing pretty well. I don't think they've got a manager yet, have they? I don't think so, no. I had a couple of chances last night. She'd have scored, apparently. Um, John Book. Yeah, I think so too. I think John Book. I think I don't see John Book losing too many games between now, between now and end of the season. <laughs> so it's going to take someone to challenge them. Yeah. Uh, gang one, the dream uh, of ACL is looking unlikely to achieve, if not almost impossible. Soon, uh, they've got to be looking at the six points that Pohang uh, are behind them, thinking top six finish. Yes, that's a positive. They come up from the challenge, mm-hmm. friends in the top six. That's a great uh, result. I know they wanted to get ACL, but I think realistically, they need to make sure that they end up in that top six. They spend way too much money to be in the championship, uh, to be in the relegation group. Mm-hmm. So for me, game one, yeah, uh, I think they're just going to be looking over their shoulder and making sure that they don't lose to Pohang. So I think over the next couple of weeks, there'll, there'll be games that they can see themselves winning a lot more than doing anything at John Book. Yeah, I, I actually I would like to see Gang One uh, at least pick up a point in this one purely because it would make things interesting at the top of the yeah. table. Um, Jeju are currently four points behind um, John Book, so it would be interesting to see uh, you know how, how they could how, how they could progress from there. Uh, and then an interesting tie at the bottom of the table Sunday night six pm. Assuming six pm kickoff, uh, Incheon facing Guangzhou. Huge game. Massive for Guangzhou. Guangzhou win, and it's all, all we play for again at the bottom. Guangzhou lose, and it's all over. And John, a half decent run of form at the minute yeah. as well, so I don't really know if I fancy Guangzhou for that one, but what would you reckon? Uh, I'm going to say Inchon to win that one. 1 0, last minute goal, scored by Song Si Jong, whatever his name is, the guy keeps scoring the last minute goals. I'm going to call um, Guangzhou 1 0, Niall McGinn, uh, 87th minute. I mean, they've got to do something to stop this run, right? Yeah, uh, but, I mean, you'd have to look and say that if Inchon won that, that would then put Inchon, what, 10 points clear? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, then you're looking at, it really is about Guangzhou against Sangju. You see who's going to end up automatic and in the playoffs. And I tell you, if you're looking at me wondering who I want to play in the playoffs, I would quite like to play against a team that has three of our players. Mm-hmm. Uh, who might who will be recalled next season, mm-hmm. and would want to be playing in the classic again? Yeah. So I would rather see Sangju finish second bottom, because I think Songnam would beat them easily. 
I, as I say, I'm expecting a good second half of the, a good finish to the season from again. Um, I would expect him to be sort of rally in the next, you know, the next few weeks. Um, the, you know, I'm not saying a guy like that could single-handedly, you know, drag a team up, but a few important goals he's in there, and it could be the difference between, yeah. you know. Agree. Um, so uh, I'm looking forward to, to, to that game, um, and we'll finish off this week's pod with. Uh, with a big game on uh, on Saturday well, night, so the um, kickoff. Oh yeah, we must have David game Sunday. David Pohang, right? David Pohang. Yeah. So, so what would you fancy for that? Uh, nothing needs to run. Okay. I just told you that because we, we missed the game. That was uh, quick. That was quick. <laughs> I, I I don't. But that's like, that's the kind of game I don't think Mrs. Good. I mean, David. Uh, nah, nothing needs to run. Uh, I've nothing much to say about that one. I've got to say, like, ninth against seventh, and, and looking at where the other, we spoke about this with Paul a couple of weeks ago uh, when him and I did the pod, it was uh, it, it was strange in the sense that it was they're just treading water. You know, they've nothing to play for. Yeah. They go on, they're going to be relegated this season. You know, it would take a, a, a certainly for me, it would take a bit of a surprise for, for them to be relegated. Okay, they're only two points off, Sanju, but I don't really see Sanju pulling together. Uh, you know, I run a form, he's sort of streak past them, and certainly Inchon doing well, you know, so far. But again, I wouldn't expect him to see him win five or six more games and sort of streak away. So no. I don't really think, I think Dago have got more to play for. Um, Pohang six points away from Gangwon and six. I think both teams are just kind of treading water, and, and, and I would expect this game to be a bit, uh, yeah. you know, as, as a kind of non event. I and think Dago might sneak it just because they've got a bit more on the line, but, yeah. but you know, you never do know. The, the big problem for Pohang is that if they finish two seasons in a row, um, and it in the relegation group that is a disaster for a team that won the double just like you know four years ago five years ago and this is the thing like I remember seeing that team in the ACL in 2013 uh, and and they were lightning fast yeah lightning fast too you know tricky wingers fullbacks you know sort of uh, I don't I don't remember any specific standout players from that side but lightning quick and and they've kind of lost that element of their game yeah. in the past uh, in the past couple of seasons from what I've seen and yes you're right finishing in the bottom six of the table would be a relative disaster for them but you know it's getting it's getting sort of cramped at the top now you know and that's a good thing for the league overall but again mm-hmm. when I spoke about it a couple of weeks ago well you know what, if Gangwon are applying some money in, you've got your usual sort of Ulsan, Suwon, Seoul, and of course you've got you've got John Book at the top there. Um, you know, it's kind of getting crowded up there, so I guess that the the onus falls on Posco to stick some money into the club and, yeah. and, and give themselves a chance next season. Otherwise, you know, you, this is kind of where they're going to sit, you know, for, 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 a, for a standard season. Okay. Yep, Saturday then, night. Final game that you want to end on the... On the big one, the massive yeah, one. I'm really looking forward to this game actually. Um, Seoul hosting Jeju on, on, on Saturday night, 7 pm kickoff at Sangam. Um, that's massive. The shoots, you remember we went to the same the same fixture last year, finished 4 3 to Jeju? Yeah, that was, a, that, was um, what, that was Army Day, wasn't it? Something like that. It was, oh, uh, I can't remember what it was, but yeah, it was a holiday. That, that's what I, I, I vaguely remember that. Um, I mean, I, I think I'm sometimes hugely overcritical of so because uh, I'm not particularly um, fan of them or their other fans in general. But uh, I'm going to say that they've been woeful. I think of like I know that if, I, that if the Phantom was here, he would disagree and say that they've been going to give someone a hiding uh, and it's been coming and so on and so forth. Uh, but they don't play Inchon every week, uh, and Inchon is the only team I think they're capable of giving a hiding to. Um, I think Alistair was giving somebody a hiding. <laughs> um, to be honest, uh, looking at Jeju, we talked about have they found that consistency? Um, you know, three wins in a row against a team. Okay, I'm defeated in four, so but a team that just don't look like they have the the colour instinct. I think so, yeah. if you think back to 
I mean, I know this is a K-League podcast, but if you think to if you think back to Ronnie Dealey and Celtic, there was a team that like were a good team, they were better than the opposition, but they just had, they just blocked that 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 killer instinct, that that killer edge. They just didn't finish games off, and I think that's a problem with so that I just don't think they they have that killer instinct. And I think Jeju, for me, Yunbek uh, Garam coming back has been instrumental in their in their turning the form. And uh, I just think you're looking at Jeju winning that one. Yeah, uh, the way I like when I, when I look at this Seoul team, and I, I agree with you. Um, I look at this Seoul team and I see the big man up front. Uh, I don't think Dayan's a bad player. I think he's a good player in the right side. But this isn't the right side for him. Um, when I, I, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like everything slows down when it gets to him. Yep. I agree. So with a good side, um, but I think he's a kind of round round peg in a square hole. Yep. Uh, you know, he's he's kind of you know he, everything seems to get to a point and then and then slow. Um, uh, you know, I've got no sort of no great against Seoul certainly. You know, I've been in my, my share of Seoul games in the past, um, but I, I do agree that that's that's the sort of that that's. What, what I see when I watch them, yep, great midfield, you know, sort of you know, a couple of terrific players at the back as well, and, and, and you're looking at sort of a big man, and you're thinking. The thing is that even in the even in the transfer window, they brought in Kova, right, yeah. for, for Mosan, who's not renowned for his pace. No, he's a bit of a lumbersome big lad as well. When you're right? playing that front three. You need that, you know. You can't play the front three and then have a you know a, a couple of guys who are you know just kind of yeah. lumbering around up there. You know, it's, I mean, one of them's got to be quick. Yeah, at least one of them. Uh, and that's the problem, like, soldiers don't have that. They have, you know, Rock, okay, fine enough, having a yeah. good season, good yeah. player, um, but I just think, you know, they've been unfortunate with uh, Hadi's son just basically not playing. Yeah. Uh, you look at that transfer, Hadi's son going to Tokyo, uh, uh, sorry, coming from Tokyo and Takahagi going another way, and that has got to be, in my opinion, the worst piece of business in yeah. like, a clean team has done in years. Again, you know, I don't think of... Maybe say enough for them this season. They say, but uh, the problems never look to me like they lay in midfield. Yes, they've lost some quality with Takahagi last year. Um, you know, even that game against JJ, he was probably the standout player for for, for Seoul on the pitch. Um, even that day when they lost four three, but um, again, you know, the, the difference in, in the quality in the midfield for me is, is kind of nominal. Uh, it's what's going on up, up yeah. top there that's causing the issues. And you're right, Kova. You know, Kova's not a bad signing at all. You know, from Wilson, but it, it needs to be in a four four two. A couple of wingers, uh, or else, you know, or else they, they need to, to replace them uh, on that left wing. I mean, I mean, Kova's a decent signer on the left wing if he's got Adriano in the middle. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, Kova on the left wing has Dehan in the middle. That's the problem. And the problem is that Kova and Dehan together, I don't think, I don't think are the are the answer to Seoul's problems. Um, Again, I, I've not. I, I kind of feel like I'm, I'm talking about him here because I don't feel like I've seen enough of him this season to to sort of criticise him so heavily. And as you say, you know, four games undefeated. They, they obviously lost the game at Jumbo, um, but they, uh, you know, b- you know, a couple of tough games in the past few weeks. You know, playing yeah. that, played Suwon and then and then playing Ulsan, and you know, to come through both of those games relatively unscathed. You know, to obviously drop yeah. points, at, you know, at home to Ulsan, but to beat Suwon, you know, and then to take a point from, from Ulsan keeps them there or thereabouts for the remainder of the season, but. I feel like this is the big one um, for the top six because I think if Jeju win this game, they, yeah. they're, they're, yeah. they're going to be favourites uh, going into the you know going into the rest of the season. I mean, if you, if you have a look at what So has le- what So have left, they actually only have pre- the the remaining fixtures after this game are all winnable. You know, it's the Incheon away, uh, home to Guangzhou, maybe home to Jeonnam, 
Like, they're all winnable fixtures. Yeah. They're uh, Pohang right now. Pohang is the. I mean, like any game, soap against Pohang is a victory. So Pohang is the. Pohang obviously has the mental mm-hmm. like victory over the team that he led into the double, right? But if you look at how so have actually performed against the the top the, the teams above them, when it comes to the split, I don't see so picking up enough points in the split. They like after the split. To get any of that ACL spot, if they if they if they were to lose to Jeju, it's interesting. You say that because it looks as if the fixtures that Seoul have just had are the same fixtures that Jeju are about to to, to get. Yeah. Uh, Jeju play Seoul on Saturday, as we mentioned, and then face Ulsan at home before travelling to, to 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 Blue Wings. Um, you know, in, in two weeks, that's a tough run of fixtures. If if they are going to compete, uh, you know, for for top spot or you know, or even to finish second. Um, how really do you perform really in the next two or three weeks? And we spoke about this last week. How do you perform in the next two or three weeks is going to be massive. Um, a good run of form, you know, looking like a good side, looking looking good home and away. Um, it's just about whether or not they can they can pick up. I would say six points from the next three games, uh, and they're still going to be in with a shout of yeah. of, of that top spot. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, the really good as well is if you have a look at it. So they're playing so Osan and, and the Blue Wings, as you said, right? Then they have the split, and they're playing so Osan and the Blue Wings, right? So I mean, Jeju have been the toughest one, and I think I don't know the other, I don't know the Ulsan and Suwon uh, and Jombos running, but definitely what we've just looked at and talked about now, Jeju have a horrendous run into win that title. Yeah, I mean the, the last game is is uh, at home to to Jombos, so it's it's a uh, you know it's it's a it's a tough one. You know, it's it's not going to be easy for them at all. But um, you know they're, they're going to, they're going about it the right way. They're picking up points against teams in the bottom six, and that's what as we say four, five, six games consecutive, um, you know undefeated, um, and obviously they've got the chance to prove themselves both this weekend and for the next couple of weekends. Yeah. And I guess that's when we find out if they're going to be title contenders or if they're just going to be pretenders to the throne, you know. Okay. And I guess seeing as you mentioned pretenders to the throne or, or title contenders, I guess that's we're going with something. Um, Kind of related to that with outro music. You'll be lucky if you get any outro music this week. It will be a Brucey bonus. It'll be a Brucey bonus. Okay, take it away.